Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. It is April 4th. I hope your April's off to a great start. Hey, yesterday, um, it was uh, kind of a mixed bag yesterday. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us in a few seconds. But uh, hey, this morning, we got a lot of green ink, and uh, hopefully that will continue as we move forward today. But let's not forget that uh, there's so many things that you and I, we just can't control but you can control how much risk you have in your portfolio. But you need to know how much risk is there and you need to know how much risk should be there. That's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. With that, Dave coming up next. Light FM Bon Jovi is there. Good morning. Hello. Buenos dias and vigate y'all. We're at 8.39 here. It's 21 now before 9. Time to check in on your money and find out what's happening on Wall Street. Boy, it was a good day yesterday, even with some disappointing numbers. Let's find out what's going on today with the help of Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is live on the telephone with us. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, David. Doing well today. Uh, I would say April's off to an okay start, right? We had a mixed bag yesterday uh, between uh, the S&P 500 and the Dow heading up, uh, but the uh, NASDAQ just couldn't quite uh, keep up with everybody. Yeah, they all kind of followed about the same curve. We started out like gangbusters first thing in the morning from the open. And if you look at the Dow, you'd say it was a doggone good day. It was up 327. That's almost a full percent. Standard & Poor's was up 15 and 20 cents. That was up over a third of a percent. NASDAQ really only down 32 and a half wasn't bad, but it was an off one. But everything was going up nicely until 10 o'clock rolled around, and we got construction spending and the ISM purchasing manager. Index, both of which indicated we're not half as rosy as they thought we were. Everything pretty much went back to zero or a little bit below it. Dow and the S&P climbed back up again, but the NASDAQ never quite made it back, did they? No, they didn't. And uh, they did try right there at the end because they were down, um, I'm going to say, significantly more than that uh, $30 uh, mid-afternoon. Mid so they did. Uh, they tried. They tried, just couldn't quite get there. Absolutely. The things that kicked them in the pants were one of the reports that I got the data on, the uh, Purchasing Managers Index, which kind of gives us an idea of what's in the pipeline as far as manufacturing. It came in at a reading of 46.3, which, once again, the way they make these numbers really doesn't matter. It's which direction it goes. And the bottom line was that's the lowest number that we've had since May of 2020. And you might happen to remember back in May of 2020, the whole world was flat out shut down to zero because we were in the middle of the COVID pandemic. So I think you got to call that a negative sign, wouldn't you? I would. I would think that, that even though it's not off a whole lot compared to what they expected, about 1%, uh, but it's still, you're right, it's going the wrong direction um, for economic expansion. But uh, the, the Fed may like that number. Uh, yeah, well, it does give the Fed some reason, which probably is why we recovered so nicely during the day, giving the Fed reason to believe that things are slowing down. Uh, you had home, you had uh, a housing uh, number as well that came out yesterday about 10, didn't you? We, we did. Construction spending came out yesterday and um, uh, for the month of February. Now, the month of January, that, that index was up four-tenths of a percent. The mm -hmm. expectation for February was it was going to be flat, um, and, and it ended up being actually down. A tenth of a percent for uh, the month of February. So uh, 
again, it's the direction here that matters, and it's going the wrong direction. And, yeah, absolutely. And and the reaction from the markets was uh, pretty much, I guess, as expected. They took a look at the numbers and said, oh, shucks, things aren't back again to full steam. Sold off. Dow went all the way back to zero gain. NASDAQ went a bit negative, and the Standard & Poor's was between them. And then they all started thinking, wait a minute, the Federal Reserve is going to look at this, and they'll give us another break on interest rates and started trading upward. And on balance, we ended up with a relatively good day today. May get the same thing about 10 o'clock this morning because the JOLTS report comes out. That'll be the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey. And that's something you and I watch fairly closely, and I suspect traders are as well. Yeah, I, I think so. That'll be interesting because we're still up over that 10 million mark of job openings. And so um, the expectation is for that to come in at about 10.5 million, down from the 10.8 it was uh, last month. But uh, you and I would like to see that number probably even less. And, and I think if that number falls even more than the 10.5, that uh, the, the markets may like that. And, and, you know, it, it, it sounds weird to be able to say it cheering for unemployment, but really a little bit better match between available jobs and available workers would definitely help the economy a bit. And right now we've got 10 jobs for every worker that's actually looking for them. May not match up with the skills, but the jobs are out there. That much we know. That's right. And you talked about the ISM manufacturing number. Well, uh, today at 10, we get the factory order number. Uh, and I think that will be uh, telling as well uh, to see which direction that goes. Yeah, these, these are all numbers that in a normally functioning economic time, we almost blow off and they don't have much of an effect. But right now, while everybody's looking at pins and needles and wondering what the Federal Reserve is going to do or looking for clues as to which direction the economy is going, uh, their importance kind of gets inflated. Uh, talking about the JOLTS report, you know, we talked about McDonald's yesterday, uh, looking at a bunch of their white-collar workers and uh, doing a decimation number with them and unfortunately doing it by Zoom, evidently, because they closed their corporate offices for a couple of days. Uh, Google's been cutting back as well. News item is almost lighter side in the process. Google is now rationing staples at their home office. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a running joke around here. I used to steal Reuters stapler all the time because I was too lazy to put new staples in mine. In Google, the boss might just walk by and take your stapler because it's an economy cutback. Yeah, I tell you, that's uh, that's kind of uh, it's hard to believe a big company like that gets down to staples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, other things that are moving that have some more impact: uh, Google, uh, Virgin Orbit, uh, Branson's fancy pants send him into space routine. They declared Chapter 11. That's supposed to be a growth industry. Elon Musk is probably either sweating or smirking right now. I'm not too sure which. Well, I think the issue was is that uh, they were looking for some funding and they just couldn't get it. Um, and so that, uh, that forced them uh, into uh, this bankruptcy situation, which is going to basically lay off nearly all of their workforce um, going forward. So we'll see. The question is, can they go out? Uh, and, and re restart and come back? Or is Elon going to be able to get some cheap uh, assets here? Yeah, it may get, some, may get some spare parts somewhere down the line, right? That's right. Other things that you see affecting us today other than the obvious oil price bump? Well, oil prices, I, I found it interesting. Jamie Dimon came out and said the banking crisis is not over um, and is going to cause some repercussions, not just for this year, but for some years to come. Um, 
didn't get a chance to really dig into the article that much, but I, when Jamie Dimon speaks, people really start to listen. He's one of the big kahunas in the banking industry. My first response when I saw that article come across my ticker was, gosh, Jamie, what was your first clue, huh? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the question to me is how long, right? What's the what's the repercussions down the road and, and how long is it going to take for uh, that industry to recover? And that's the thing. We don't uh, this is nowhere near 2008 and 2009. We always have to start out with this at the outset. But uh, we've seen a couple of regional banks like Silicon Valley, like the uh, the other one that got uh, put into a shotgun marriage, both going out because primarily they didn't have things matched up with the funds they hedged with on, fed, on federal interest rate bonds. Well, we don't know how many of the other banks are out there, and a small run, a small run on the deposits could cause one of the other super regionals to go. So, I mean, Diamond's words of caution are well put. We don't know who else is close to the edge as well. Well, that's right. We don't. And um, obviously, as earnings season comes into play, we may, we may see more hints of what that is. Absolutely. The thing is, you know, with the with the interest rates as wild as they especially got for a little while with inversions between the 30 and the two year of federal bonds, I got to believe a whole bunch of banks were taking advantage of that and just flat out didn't have their assets and their liability terms matching up properly. And that really is the uh, the, the simple summary of what did what did in Silicon Valley. It is. It is. And again, and I think Silicon Valley probably did make some missteps. Uh, management did in the way they ran their portfolio. Um, but but I think if you take that down to the to the regional bank level, who those guys were trying to do the best they could, uh, they nobody anticipated the, the historic rise in interest rates that the Fed gave us over the last 12 months. And I think that uh, Again, I'll say this, that the Fed is partly to blame for some of the banking issues we're seeing right now. Oh, I'll, I'll throw my vote in on that. I mean, I'm you know, scapegoating aside down the line. And yeah, hindsight being 2020, the executives at Silicon Valley screwed up. That having been said, federal bonds are about as safe a hedge as you can get. And if you're a banker, it's the right place to go. And with interest rates changing as fast as they're changing, it's not hard to get behind the curve, which is why I'm a little suspicious of some of the other super regionals that are out there. One bad rumor, and all of a sudden, one of them could find themselves upside down as well for no reason other than the fact that they just got mismatched for a few months. That's right. Well, and all it takes is a rumor, right? And people start pulling their deposits, and that spins a bank into, into uh, you know this tornado. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened at Silicon Valley Bank. And because, uh, well, they'd been a little more adventurous than maybe in hindsight they should have been, they ended up becoming the poster child. But it ain't a hard problem to get into. Uh, Other things coming up, it's going to be a big employment week, and it's going to be weird because the big numbers are going to come out while the market is closed on Friday. But tomorrow, I think we're still scheduled to get the private sector employment number out of ADP, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yep. ADP is reporting tomorrow. Um, I'm trying to think. We get the IMS uh, ISM service number comes out, but that's not till 10 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, and then obviously Thursday is, is um, Jobs Day. Uh, Friday we get the official jobs unemployment report and the official unemployment rate. And then at noon, everybody in the federal government will shut up their office and run like heck, and we'll be sitting there holding the bag and wondering what the futures market does. 
Thank you to the government. (laughs) Resetting the table yesterday. Call it on balance, at least based on the weight of the blue chips. It was a good day. 45 minutes before we open this morning, things are looking a little bit calmer on Wall Street this morning. How are we doing? Yeah, but they're following um, day from from when we first uh, started speaking. The Dow is actually now less than, uh, well, let's just put a dollar to it. It's, it's a, a, up $11 right now um, mm. and falling. And uh, the S&P 500 is up $7, $8, and it's uh, falling. The NASDAQ 100 up $28, which it's up about two-tenths of a percent. Again, the big winner this morning, small cap, Russell 2000, uh, up eight-tenths of a percent. So, uh the, the VIX is also getting a little bit of a bump this morning. So it tells you volatility is raising its ugly head again, up uh, a little over 1%. So some numbers there. Uh, silver and gold all heading up this morning. Uh, silver up six tenths to $24.16 an ounce. We've got gold right this second trading up over 2000 to $2,001 an ounce. And then we got crude oil heading that way as well, up almost nine tenths of a percent to $81.13 a barrel. Some of those uh, smarty pants advertisers that have been saying, gold's heading for 2000 for about 10 years ought to be happy this morning, right? Yeah, they finally made it. <laughs> They've been promising it for 10 years. It's about dang time. Overseas markets, Asian Rim on balance was positive. The Hong Kong exchange did lose about a half a percent, but most of the rest of the indexes were positive at 6 a.m. when they all closed up. Europe is fractionally up. They kind of are watching us with a sideward glance, wondering what's going to happen to us today. But for the moment, they're in green ink halfway through their day. Trying to get that uh, retirement plan stabilized so I know I'll be able to retire on time and with the activity I want to do. That sometimes takes some advice. How do I find you to get that advice? Dave, that's a great opportunity for our core retirement design where we help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. Join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And tomorrow morning to talk about ADP, private sector employment, and a whole bunch of other stuff here. Philip, you have a good day, and I'll see you then. All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope uh, your week's off to a great start. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one.